2: When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before, the hot, great clean. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the DC area moving. Find out more at walmarta. slash doing our part <laughs>
3: company, not the Harrison, is planning to unveil a new Bronco on July 9th, which is exciting but also surprising because July 9th happens to be OJ's birthday, for real <laughs> Ford says they didn't realize this when they announced it what I want to know is who did realize this, who looked that up, Or who thought
4: wait a minute, isn't that OJ's birthday, how is it possible we don't know how to
3: Purell but we do know this <laughs> um, the Ford Bronco looks cool, by the way. If you uh, if you haven't seen him, looks awesome. My kids really want one. The uh, the Ranger is really cool too. That's the smaller pickup, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. No, the Broncos got a retro look though, like the old Broncos. If you like the old Broncos, uh, as opposed to the Chevy Blazer comeback, which looks horrible in my opinion. Wow, that's my car review. Okay, it's aggressive. Mm. Hey, and following up on our our previous conversation. I have no great enthusiasm for Columbus. He was a perfectly fine sailor. No, the whole Columbus thing tell. is stupid. Yes, but we're talking about, uh, you know, the conquistadors from uh, Spain. You, you, the people are tearing down tearing down those statues because of what they did to indigenous populations. But the Aztecs were famously incredibly brutal and wiped out villages. How about your Incas? How about the, the, your various civilizations that were, were chucking perfectly good virgins into volcanoes? Or, or, or infants, or what have you. Uh, horrific genocides by all those civilizations, and yet we flock to their... Enslaving to their, each other oh and dominating God. them and doing all kinds of cruel right, things. Right, exactly. We flock to their buildings and statues and the rest of it. Oh, a fascinating culture, we say. Right. Right, come on. Oh, which reminds me, we had a, where's that Tim Kaine clip? We've got to play this again, clip 19. We've got to play it twice every hour. This guy's a U.S. freaking senator and was allegedly Hillary Clinton's uh, Veep candidate. Uh, do you want the full version or just the, the thing that I used earlier? Uh, you know, the short version's fine.
4: The United States didn't inherit slavery from anybody. We created it.
3: <sighs> wow, that's so dangerous. He is an America hater. You know what, we're going to talk about evil Google. I want to hear the whole version. What else did he say?
4: The first African Americans into the English colonies came to Point Comfort, Virginia in 1619. They were slaves. They'd been captured against their will. But they landed in colonies that didn't have slavery. There were no laws about slavery in the colonies at that time. The United States didn't inherit slavery from anybody. We created it. It got created by the Virginia General Assembly and the legislatures of other states. It got created by the court systems in colonial America and sense that enforced fugitive slave laws. It was we created it, and, and we created it and maintained it over centuries.
3: That is utterly ignorant and stupid, both of them, and dangerous. And well and, oh, and and even if I uh, if so everybody said okay you're right then what are we supposed to do what is his point be guilty of crimes by the mere fact of your birth and submit to your new overlords it's as simple as that point of interest i don't think he is an america hater i think he's something worse than that it's the people that say, hey, there's a lot of America haters. I want to get elected by them, so mm. I'm going to pretend to be what they want. You're Which is even to them worse, in yeah, my opinion. Yeah. Uh, at least the America haters sincerely hold their, their twisted views. Uh, you may find this interesting. A new study suggests that a million or more European Christians were enslaved by Muslims in North Africa between 1530 and 1780. A far greater number that had, uh, than had been known before. In a new book, Robert Davis, professor of history at Ohio State University, developed a unique methodology to calculate the number of white Christians who were enslaved along Africa's Barbary Coast, arriving in much higher slave populations, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Most other accounts didn't try to estimate the number of slaves or only looked at the number of slaves in particular cities. Most estimated slave counts have thus tended to be um, smaller. Davis, by contrast, uh, uh, he says, much of what has been written gives the impression that there were not many slaves and minimizes the impact that slavery had on Europe. Most accounts only look at slavery in one place or over a short period of time. But when you take a longer, broader view, the massive scope of this slavery and its powerful impact become clear. He said it's useful to compare this Mediterranean slavery to the Atlantic slave trade that brought the black Africans to the Americans. Um, and it just and, and I point this out only to point out how incredibly idiotic Tim Kaine's statement is. It's just indefensible, factually, morally. Patriotically, can we all agree? I'd like we, to see him run out of town on a rail. Can't we just all agree we're anti-slavery? I'm I'm very much anti-slavery. Show sure hands, really me too. Unbelievable. Now we've run out of time to do the, uh, the Google just, thing. We'll do that next. I'm second. just hoping that getting rid of Aunt Jemima on the syrup bottle is going to get us where we need to be as a nation. I I think that will certainly help. Are they going to replace Aunt Jemima with Aunt Karen? <laughs> <laughs> Now that's oh, funny. Oh, geez, that is funny. Um, I'm trying to find something that's not like controversial and makes people angry. That uh, that, that we have uh, saved up for the show today, and it's just there's there's just bitterness in the here, air. Here here's a here's a question I got, and it's the uh, I actually texted everybody before the show started that I find it increasingly hard to find stories that aren't about Trump. As uh, everything's being made about Trump, as as usual, but it seems like there's an uptick in the viruses about Trump. He's going to have a rally. What about this? What about that? All all the different Trump controversies of the day. But this one on a a book coming out, I'm just trying to figure out, is he doing the whole three-dimensional chess thing, or is he just making a mistake? Oh, the Bolton thing? Yeah, so he is... By fighting this book coming out and tweeting about it and talking about it and speeches and everything like that is clearly selling millions more copies of the book, the Barbara Streisand effect, and, and alerting way more people to the fact that the book existed uh, than would have otherwise known. The Barbara Streisand effect. Yeah, she. There was a, a. I believe it was about a paparazzi photo of her house or something like that, ah. and she fought it in court, which only brought more attention to the fact that she lived in this place. Yeah, palace. That's called the Barbara Streisand effect. I believe so, yeah. That's interesting. Why do you know these things? I don't know. You're a fascinating human being. My social security number, (laughs) birthdays of loved ones, I have no idea. But uh, uh, Yeah, so I'm just trying to figure out if this is one of those, uh, he feels like him battling Bolton, and he would be right about this, not going to move the needle at all. ABC This Week leading with that story today. Bolton says nasty things about Trump. Yeah, so a bunch of other people. Not going to, you know, and and people that are Trump supporters will will double down on that whole Mm -hmm. thing. So is he just feeling like this being the lead story on Good Morning America is better than the race stuff? Maybe. Or or he always wants the media to be talking about him. Yeah. And this seems like a good uh, opportunity. Yeah, I, I I I often think it's overstated uh, that there's some three-dimensional chess going on, but I think in this case he might actually be trying to pump up the book as a story because it's a it's not going to have any effect on voters. It just isn't. Right, right. Ho hum. So Google is evil. Also, you know what we need to get to is the uh, the administration's proposal for police reform. Compare and contrast with Congress's proposal for police reform. There's plenty of overlapping ground, but I think a secret strategy is at work, and you will watch it play out. I've sniffed it out. So you're going to talk about Google being evil? Yes, all watching, big tech is evil. Yeah, I was watching MSNBC this morning, and they were screaming and yelling about how evil Facebook is.
1: So
3: that's they kind think of be, Facebook is evil because they're not evil enough, uh, in be, my opinion. Because it's all about spreading right-wing evil. That's what they think Facebook is doing, even though Zuckerberg's a lefty. Right. Yeah, that, that's all very complicated, that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's talk about it next.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
3: How old does this kid drumming, Michael? Four. Four-year-old. Four old. Four-year-old drummer. Yep.
0: All right.
3: Ten more seconds. You know this. this about me. Ten more seconds of this? Who I wants it? I think I get the gist. He's four, but he's a really good drummer. Then he, then he lays it down heavy. I, I can't stand child prodigies. <laughs> I have no use for it. Listen to this eight-year-old girl sing the anthem. There are a lot of adults who sing that good, all right? Dime a dozen. <laughs> and that kid, when they become adult, won't be some sort of transcendent twice as good as adults. She'll just stay the same. <laughs> so what's the point? The only thing you've brought me is someone who peaked too early. Right? <laughs> they peak very early. You know what's oh, you know, funny? And I've always thought that, and I'm, I'm not sure exactly why. Uh, it, it might be... Because when I was, like, 12 to 14 years old, I was a big, strong 12 to 14-year-old kid, and I dominated in sports. And then I stopped growing. I stopped growing at, like, age 14. I was 5'11", you know, rippling with muscle, 165 pounds. I Um, was the size of my fourth grader when I was 14. Yeah, yeah. And, And then... You know, I went from dominant to very good to competitive to what the hell happened (laughs) by the time I was like 18, 19 years old. And so the whole, look at them. They're good early and will probably not improve at all. Who cares? (laughs) Stupid kid drummer. (laughs) Bring me no more child drummers, Michael. (laughs) Stupid kid drummer. (laughs) Oh, God, that's funny. Uh, So here's the deal. And I'm trying to decide how to intermix the the tapes. Um, Why don't we start with 41 from the Tucker Carlson show. I think it does a pretty good job of of setting up uh, some of what happened. Go ahead, Sean. Most media companies are
4: dependent on Google. Google controls 70% of all online advertising. So if you're in the news business, you obey Google. When Google tells you to do something, you do it. You have no choice. They can bankrupt you in a minute, and they will. In all of human history, no single entity has ever had more control over information than Google does right now. So if you're worried about the concentration of power in the hands of a few unaccountable actors, and you very much should be, nobody has more unchecked power
3: than Google does. The reason Tucker was talking about that, the reason we are, is that some activists at NBC News started hammering Google that v- about various conservative websites-slash-publications saying that they should be demonetized, Google should route no ads to them, and maybe it would be worth taking just a quick second. It's a little bit like uh, syndicated radio shows in a way. There are gigantic ad sellers... And they promised to the gigantic advertisers, we will deliver you 200,000 sets of eyes, or ears, or both. Um, and then they place those ads here, there, and everywhere. And a lot of your websites depend, well, 70% worth, on Google placing ads in front of those eyes and ears. And so, some activists at NBC News started hammering Google, tattling on conservative websites for the offense of having comment sections that they did not curate. Google then said, well, we can't have our ads running on these conservative websites that have bad things being said on them. couple of problems. Number one, the progressive activists decide what's a bad thing and what's not, and then petition Google to get it taken down. And the other rich, just astounding irony... As Senator Josh Hawley tweeted, and I have that in front of me somewhere. There it is. Um, uh, Wait, wait. You want to treat the Federalist comment section, which they don't curate, as their speech, but simultaneously say the content you directly host and modify is not your speech under Section 230 of the Commerce Clause. Wow, this is getting really interesting. So Google and Facebook and Twitter, their entire argument is, we're not a publisher. We're just a we're a public square. We're a clearinghouse. We just people post to us. But they're defunding websites that do the same if they don't like their ideology. Now the backlash against NBC News has begun. I, I, I don't have, oh, zero hedge was caught up in this too. I don't have a sense of how hard it would be to monitor your uh, comment section, but I'll bet it'd be a lot of work. You well, have to have somebody on it all the time. Yeah, the good folks at the Federalist just said, all right, we'll take it down for now till all this gets decided. And Google said, okay, yeah, you can have your money back. But Sean Davis, who's one of the co-founders of the Federalist, which is an absolutely fabulous, rock-solid, smart, uh, conservative journalist. Yeah, website. Yeah, it's a smart academic thing. It's not a uh, flame-throwing, ch- uh, bomb-chucking sort of place. No, no. Uh, let's hear a clip 45. This is Sean Davis, who's a co-founder of the Federalist.
5: In fact, uh, it looks like NBC, the network that coddled Harvey Weinstein and Matt Lauer, by the way, had partnered with a foreign left-wing group in Europe uh, to go after us and to use Google to go after us. And as of now, since we have temporarily removed our comment sections, I can assure you they will be back. We are back in Google's good graces. But this is a pretty terrifying example of the power that you have between the unholy union of corrupt media and monopolistic tech oligarchs.
3: And then uh, go ahead, his next clip, 46.
5: And here we have a, a foreign unit uh, at NBC that, with the Orwellian name, the NBC News Verification Unit. Uh, the irony there is enough to make you laugh. Seeking, uh, with another left-wing foreign group, to deplatform an American media organization, one that's supposed to be defended uh, and made sacrosanct under the First Amendment and trying to get us deplatformed by going to their left-wing friends at Google. So I I think there are a lot of questions that need to be answered, especially by those involved at CNN, who put forward a completely false and maliciously so article attacking us, slurring us, and slamming us and defaming us with things that had no basis in reality whatsoever. Uh, And if this were a just world, there would be accountability for that. There would be accountability for fake journalists who go around trying to destroy their competition for the crime of criticizing them.
3: So this woman Adele Momoko Fraser, who's part of uh, the foreign branch of MSN or NBC, was tweeting uh, thanks to Blankety Blank for their hard work and collaboration. Two far right sites, Zero Hedge and the Federalist, will no longer be able to generate revenue from any advertisements served by Google Ads. Um, she uh, quickly deleted the tweet, reshared it. Well, that's kind of confusing, but um. One of the most troubling aspects of this is that the Federalist is unquestionably right. I mean, it's a conservative website, but as we said, it's very, very smart and considered. Um, And Zero Hedge is a kind of contrarian, non-party-affiliated calling the BS on both sides. They savage the Republicans regularly. But this activist gal managed to label them as far-right and dangerous and brimming with hate speech. And got them banned. I got to believe if people are going to be held accountable for their comment section, there will be no more comment sections at all. Which is not the worst thing I've ever heard. No, 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 yeah. definitely. These media companies are so powerful, and man, behind the scenes, you wouldn't like what you see. Strong and Getty. <laughs>
4: pandemic, Walmart is testing a store that only offers self-checkout. And if it's successful, it could be expanded to more stores. It's to limit human interaction and to increase interaction with buttons that
3: thousands of people touch. It's <laughs> mm. pretty good. You're breathing wrong. Particularly if you're a mouth breather. What? Which we've been mocking for quite some time. What? Oh, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I have a deviated septum. It's not my fault. Well, see, that's the problem with the whole mouth breather thing. When
2: you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before. It's hospital grade great cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizers all over the Metro. No masks. No Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at slash doing our part. I have
3: PenFed, that's a fact. I have PenFed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. that's just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, uh, friggin', you've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. Insured by NCUA. Is that into uh, allergies? A lot of mouth breathers are idiots, and I don't know what the connection is. People who sit there with their mouths hanging open—oh boy—and are dumb. It's, mm. a, there's a connection, and I don't know. I, I observed it as a child. I would look around the classroom and notice the morons were breathing through their mouth, with their mouth just. <laughs> this is unnecessarily harsh uh, rhetoric here. We're talking about children in retrospect. But they were—I had been around them, so I knew they were morons, and right. they were breathing out their mouth. So well, I there's no denying two facts, and you know, just general—I mean, there's some there's some connection. I don't know what it is. When the human genome is finally and completely unraveled, we will understand this. Slack jawed yokel—is that right. where that term comes from? It could be. <sighs> but uh, there's also like my my son, just like my brother. My brother is uh, gonna turn fifty. He turns forty nine here in a couple days. Um, he's never breathed through his nose in his life. Great Scott! He says, <laughs> he and just I believe, him. believe in it. <laughs> he just can't, and uh-huh. he's had shots and pills and clinics and driven many miles and traveled around and just nothing. Mm. And my son is the same way. My son has never breathed through his nose yet. He's ten years old. Wow. Um, and he's tried all kinds of shots and pills and clinics, and we have traveled all around and yeah. just nothing. That is. So sometimes you have to breathe through your mouth. But anyway. Uh, you're breathing wrong if you're breathing through your mouth, according to doctors who say breathing how you breathe makes a big difference in whether or not you catch this COVID. Oh, yeah. wait a minute. Now you got my attention. Our attention to it is long overdue. It says uh, I'm breathing wrong. I-, I breathe into my right lung, then my left lung. I alternate. One, then the. Mine's kind of syncopated. It takes amazing discipline. Yes. Breathe, 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 breathe. I kind of do it like that. Wow, syncopated breathing. <laughs> <laughs> nose breathing is better than mouth breathing because it's protective. The nose filters, heats, and treats raw air. Mm-hmm. Inhaling through the nose stimulates the release of hormones and nitric oxide. Of course which helps to regulate vital functions like blood pressure and increase oxygenation. It's just better all the way around. Wow, wait a minute. Breathing through breathing your nose. Breathing through your nose can lower your blood pressure? Yeah. I'll be dang. Maybe that's your blood pressure situation. I You, wonder, breathe, you breathe through your mouth. I'm a dang mouth breather. Slack jaw joggle. I am. Uh, most of us take 25,000 breaths a day, so breathing properly is critical to how our bodies function. If you eliminated all those opportunities to stimulate all those things, by breathing through your mouth, obviously that would make a difference with your health. Huh. I found that pretty interesting. Yeah, uh, breathing. Oh man, I got to remember that. Breathing done of properly. Of stupid too. <laughs> <laughs> breathing done properly keeps the body in acid-base balance. By breathing through your nose. Oh, that too. All kinds of different health benefits for breathing through your nose. I thought I found that kind of interesting. You mouth breathers. Well, I was listening to music. <sighs> I was watching morning TV. <sighs> oh, there's no helping that, Dummy. Word, moron. Dummy. Dummy. So that's enough of that. Uh, mentioned yesterday the dust-up between China and India. Uh, which, oh, man, dust-up? Horrific. Or was it? And this is only my own personal feelings, but we'll st- we'll start here. So at least 20 Indian soldiers killed by the Chinese there at the border where they regularly get into little battles and stuff like that. Although it's been a long time since there's been death, I'm told. Not been death since the 70s. And to me, this is a sign that things are even more tense than they, they might otherwise be. So you had 20 Indian soldiers beaten to death. And the stories that came out yesterday from India is that the Chinese soldiers beat the Indian soldiers to death with bats that had nails pounded into them. Really? Well, that's what the reporting out of India was. What the, the heck? first thing I thought of was uh, babies being tossed in the air and caught on bayonets. Oh, Lord. That's a story that goes back centuries. Yeah. There's no indication it's ever happened. Yeah. But whenever there's, a, uh, there's tensions flaring between two nations, for some reason, we have to invent stories about what monsters our opponent our opponents are, to try to whip up our, our, our own our own personal hatred of them and our belief, oh, we've got to fight these people. We've got to fight to the death because these are monsters. And the stories about throwing babies in the air and catching them on that was said about the Japanese in World War II, said about the Germans. Go, and it goes back centuries, mm-hmm. these stories. When the Gulf War happened, when Saddam Hussein went into Kuwait, there were stories in the United States, I heard them and believed them, that Iraqi soldiers were going into hospitals in Kuwait, and unplugging baby incubators to, to allow them to die. So that was just a high-tech modern version of right. the same thing. Wow. wow. And I just find it hard to believe that Chinese soldiers, if they wanted to get into a battle and wanted to kill Indian soldiers, took the time to nail, put nails into bats. It just doesn't seem like the most efficient way to dispatch of someone. A C- couple of things. India's tabloid media says the most horrendous stuff you can believe. It makes our efforts at at, at ridiculous news seem tame. Uh, secondly, the uh, both countries have agreed to disarm the folks in that region, so there's no shooting wars. Um, so they don't carry guns. The both governments are making loud noises about, oh, "Hey, ho, oh, let's talk. Let's not escalate. Let's be cool here. Are you cool? We're cool. Are you cool?" India's m- talking a lot more than the Chinese. The Chinese usual is saying, "We got nothing to say," but. Um, the Indian government is now saying the guys were injured in the fight and then died of exposure because the temperatures are sub-zero when night fell. So they're trying to really, at the government level, de-escalate. Well, well, all this skepticism about the nails and the bats, I'm bringing you. It was not in the New York Times story I read. It was just stated. As that was the New York Times saying that, well, it just said uh, reports. reports from yeah. India say Chinese soldiers had bats with nails in them and yeah. beat the soldiers to death. It's not impossible. It's not impossible. It I'm just, just... There there are a couple of gangs that have been forbidden from carrying guns up there in the hinterlands where it's freezing freaking cold and there are almost no humans, and occasionally they, they uh, throw fists. Well, in a weird sort of way, it would be better that it were true than if there's... Some feeling in India that they need to build up the Chinese into monsters so that they can have the, the will to go to war. Yeah. Because that's, that's what happens. I think I find out who is advising the, uh, the, the Chinese with the, the nails in their bats on their tactics.
4: And they had in those days used to remember the straight race, right. bang them on the curb, right. get right. them rusty, put them in a rain barrel. Similar sort of thing. Get them rusty.
3: Right. And everybody knows Joe Biden is soft on China. It's all coming together, Sean, well teased out. But just to remind you why this is an important story, I looked up the stats on this. I more or less had it correct in my head, but I looked it up anyway. The most powerful militaries in the world, number one, of course, who's got two thumbs in an American flag and the best military in the world, uh, the United States, of USA, course, and has USA. been for a long time. Number two, uh-huh. and there there are different lists with slightly different orders, but every list I saw had Russia number two. I guess because of their um, nuclear arsenal. arsenal. Yeah, But so it's mm-hmm. United States, Russia, then three and four, China and India. We're the right. third oh. and fourth most powerful militaries in the world squaring off in bat fights. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, geez. so hopefully that doesn't uh, get to be a bigger deal. China, big uh, supporter of Pakistan, too. And the Indians and Pakistanis oh. are always at each other's throats. Right. And I came across this term that I had never heard before and I needed to get hit to, Quad. Which is a new thing that is being promoted worldwide, and China is really concerned about it. Quad is a group that includes the United States, India, Japan, and Australia that has come together to try to counter China. And we're now all working together and even India, have a. and even, Japan. The U.S. and Australia, Australia, nice the Pacific Rimage. Yeah, that's the counterbalance to China, and China's really worried about all these countries now working together. Good militaries, good. Yeah. yeah, good. I agree, but militaries exercise, you know, sharing intelligence, blah blah blah. So they see this whole India thing as part of the Quad. As I have uh, followed my brother's travels around the earth, uh, he is in the United States Navy. Um. Yeah, we work a lot with those countries, very, very closely, and um, I think it's a really good strategy to do so as China gets more and more aggressive and assertive in that part of the world. And as usual, the Chinese are thinking 100, 200 years down the road, and we better be too. Evil bastards. Millions of slaves in China right now, folks. Do you know this? They have concentration camps. You have no human rights. It is an evil... Evil regime. China is asshole. In short, yeah. And just because they crank out cheap pharmaceuticals and underpants doesn't mean you ought to turn a blind eye to their evil. Cheap underpants. No, come on, China. (laughs) How often do you think you breathe through your nose per day? What? I don't know. I'm just wondering, comparing it to my son. I mostly breathe through my mouth because, (laughs) like, right now, right now, I'm getting, like, probably 25% of what should be happening in my left nostril, and that's yeah, probably about sixty, fifty to 60% in my right nostril. You have a very careful gauge for nostril <laughs> Oh, I do. I do. Uh, usage. Uh, well, it's it, partly that uh, an ear, nose, and throat guy told me, you have uh, 30% of the space you're supposed to have in this one and like 70 in that one. And then as the allergies come and go, yeah. and I got my nose broken, but they say that probably didn't affect it. No, my son's never had his nose broken, or anything. he can't he can't breathe through his nose. Uh, we went to an ear, nose, and throat person when he was a baby. My my wife is still mad about this. Uh oh! And it turns out we were right because he's he's ten and he still can't breathe through his nose. But the doctor said he's just too fat to breathe through his nose. That's what the ear, nose, and throat guy fat, said. Fat nostrils. Because he couldn't sleep and your baby can't sleep is always waking up. And we thought he he wakes up because as soon as he closes his mouth, he wakes up because he can't breathe through his nose. Right. He's got like the uh, the uh, what do you call it with the uh, sleep apnea? Yeah. But anyway, we get the uh, you know, you get the specialist and the appointment and you wait and wait and go. And all he says is your baby's too fat. So anyway, I fought him, and we're rolling around. There's blood everywhere. <laughs> yeah, immediately shoot for the double leg. <laughs> seems <laughs> seems reasonable. They don't expect you to come low, Sean. No, no, no you're absolutely not. right. Yeah. yeah, I'm bouncing his head off. Of, <laughs> luckily, there's a lot of gauze around. So, <laughs> well, right. <laughs> well, to quote the great Lyle it. "Fat babies got no pride. Yeah. Who needs pride? Um, is the NBA season coming back? If it does, they got a lot of rules." Yeah, I'm beginning to wonder. It seemed like they were, but the players are uh, are not happy. We might not have any sports this year. Got golf. The great game of golf. <laughs> okay, other sports, team sports. We might not have any this year. Anyway, stay tuned. Uh our text line 415295kftc.
2: Strong and yeti shows. spoke with Avery Bradley with the Lakers who's one of the leaders of this coalition and for the first time it became really clear what concrete tangible actions they're looking for and, and it's three things gone. One, they want a commitment to reevaluating some of the hiring practices to make it so that the front offices basically the people who are the decision makers with the league, the coaches, front offices um, but the people in the league office they more closely reflect the racial makeup of their players. They're okay, also we'll looking into, for a commitment we
3: we'll get into more of that so they're dumb- demands from the players in the NBA that's some social justice stuff before there's a playoffs huh I didn't realize that yeah it's evolved they feel like they have power no so well, they do Evolved from sure. discussing the uh the covid to some political stuff as well okay I had that in front of me what else do they want does anybody have that um, Some shiny hats uh, and, uh, and more uh, donations to causes just oh, kind that's of, right, yeah. uh, b- being aligned with the issues that your players find important. Right. As if there's a single <clears throat> monotone player it, voice. It's interesting, but th- but there was pushback before any of the social justice stuff came along just for like lifestyle reasons. Right. The players were saying, because isn't the plan all the teams go to one spot? Disney. Mm-hmm. They, they're they all going to stay in hotels. They're going to be more or less quarantined. They, they weren't digging that. Then the social right. justice stuff came out. Well, and now the details of the health stuff is, is coming out. Yeah, on the social justice stuff, I mean, you're going to have a certain percentage of the league saying uh, bring Bosnians to justice because it's a bunch of Serbs and, you know, Slavic type guys. Right. But anyway, <clears throat> let's see. The league sent a 113-page memo of health and safety protocols to the... Uh, uh, all the teams, the uh, 22 teams, I guess, involved in the restart Tuesday night. By the way, is there a is there a, is anybody putting a time limit on these playoffs? Because the NBA playoffs usually wraps up like right now. Uh, yeah, I believe. Oh, and I, so yes. how far can you push it off? We can't be in December uh, long after the next season, halfway through the next season, talking about whether or not we're going to have the playoffs for basically the 2019 season. Mm. Actually, it was, uh, so it start, stopped very early 2020, so we're talking about trying to come up with a 2019 champion, more or less. Yeah, yeah. 19 slash 20, but let's see. The uh, the the memo reportedly included some important information, including how often players will be tested. Everyone in the Disney bubble will receive a smart thermometer they can use to check their temperature daily. Uh, what happens if a player tests positive for the Chinese bat fever, the isolation housing, Uh, But the memo also features some very specific safety standards for players and staff to follow in their living situation. Uh, Here are some of the highlights. Doubles ping pong is prohibited. Unless directed otherwise by the NBA, players should play singles only so that they can maintain six feet of distance from each other. Even though they're going to be on the court leaning on each other for two hours. Yes, and smashing into each other and and sweating on each other. breathing very deeply. Exactly. No headsets allowed during video gaming. I don't understand that one. It's all what? You don't need to understand. You just need to comply. Card playing is allowed, but each deck of cards must be thrown away after use. That's idiotic. That is so freaking idiotic. So wow. no doubles ping pong, but we can sit at a table and play poker? Correct. All right. As long but as then you, you got to throw away the cards because they're filled with evil spirits. Wow, that is... Granular. No caddies during golf. No sharing of clubs or balls. No sharing of goggles or snorkels in swimming pools. Who does that? (laughs) So gross. (laughs) Exactly. Hey, can I borrow your snorkel, dude? Yeah, sure. Here, let me take it out of my mouth and put it in yours. Ooh. Well, how many NBA players are using? Snorkels in the pool. like well, they're, they're at Disney. Like they're an eight year old. The Disney ESPN. <laughs> they're complex. also grown men. Well, no, you, if you you can stay underwater indefinitely. Have you ever snorkeled? It's great fun. In you the look pool. Look at the fish. Well, maybe you're going to the ocean. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, you're, 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 you're. We'll take questions at the end. <laughs> Players are asked to avoid spitting or clearing their nose. No hey, snot rockets. I would. I wish nobody would do that ever. You know who's the biggest snot no, rocket perpetrator I don't, in, no, in professional I sports? Don't Tom know. Brady is. Ah. My God, he's the of snot rockets. He's a sick enough. Gross, gross, anyway, gross, we'll gross. Say, ah, players are allowed to are asked to avoid spitting or clearing the nose, wiping the ball with their jersey, licking their hands, or fiddling with their mouth guard during games. Yeah. Uh, the, good luck with that. NBA final game seven, if necessary, would happen on October thirteenth. What? Doesn't the new well, season start Oct- like October first? So another thing that they're they're seriously looking at is the NBA has long wanted to adjust their season uh, when it happens so they have more of there's less overlap with the NFL so uh-huh. they they are the major sports league for a larger percentage of their season. Mm. I think they're going to use this as a as a reason to kind of start the NB quote unquote start the all NBA seasons going forward around Christmas time. Okay. Oh, okay. Players and staff are asked to maintain six feet of physical space at all times off the court and can opt to wear a proximity alarm that goes off when they spend more than five seconds within a six-foot radius of another person who's also wearing the alarm. Wow. Wow. You are within six feet. You are within six feet. Uh, how will the league enforce all these guidelines? Will it create a ping pong patrol or institute nightly room checks? Charles Oakley is coming out of retirement. He's going to enforce it all. <laughs> well, and I got to believe yes, the... sir, Mr. Oakley, absolutely, <laughs> sir. <laughs> well, I know the married with kids players are complaining that I'm going to be away from my family for all this time because you're not you're supposed to stay there and not interact. What about the single players? They got to yeah. This is not the NBA lifestyle. Me playing ping pong every night with other dudes, singles for months at a time. Players and team staff will be given the option to use a wearable ring that tracks heart rate, respiration, and other variables. The d- device features an illness probability score. I just can't believe any of this is going to happen. No pets. You can bring a trainer or massage therapist, but that counts toward your team's 35-person travel allotment. Mm. Mm. There's 112 pages of this. We'll see if it happens. It's supposed to start Tuesday. It's, it's nice, nice really? to see live sports. Like in a couple of days? That's what it says here. Wow. And here is Never Lied to Me. Armstrong
2: and Getty. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before. We're hospital grade great clean. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No masks. No Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the DC area moving. Find out more at slash doing our part.
1: Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring?